lo que dime lo que tú quieres de mi coqueta Sé lo que te gusta es salir y se suelta Cuando baila reggaeton pa' mí, que muñeca Me gusta salir y se What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mesclo Moguls. It's your co-host, John. How are you laughing? Because <laughs> I, I, I don't have something that flows, it, it, man. It's funny because he always uses, he tries to use my intro. <laughs> yeah. Well, Anyways, welcome back to Mesclo Moguls. It's your boy, the one with the scar in his face. We got the co-host, John. What up? And we finally got Jesus to come back another episode. Yeah. He, he's been absent for a little while. I heard you were going to have Kenneth on, so I had to come back. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> and it's cool that we, I wanted him to come back just because we've had uh, people listen to that first episode, and it's, I feel like it's a little outdated just because trading well, does well it's been a year Yo, yeah like, so we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs people have wasted <laughs> that money probably from uh the the stimulus checks you know that that we've done that you know that episode but anyways welcome back kenneth thank you man thanks for having me back on no it, it's a it's a pleasure but uh before we get into it you know this episode is brought to you by dollar shave club you know i, I don't know if you guys use them but i use them all the time you're doing your promo right i now? have to okay i no. have to like it's just because people will skip over it through in the in the beginning that is true uh so you know i got told you know hey add it in the front so i like, actually use it yes yeah, it's, it's pretty good and dollar shave club i love it uh i, I use their I razors it, their lately. facial moisturizer there's they have like hair stuff they have all sorts of stuff and the cool thing is that they uh it's, a, it's like a sub- subscription-based box, so you can just put whatever you want in it and then have it sent to you. And it's really cool because I love it. I use it all the time, and uh, sometimes I forget. I would forget to buy razors and things like that. So then, like with this, they just charge your card. It's not very expensive, and then all of a sudden you have a package in the front in your front door. Yeah, we don't want we don't want to know what you shave because you have a full beard. <laughs> it's this this, it's this oh, bottom okay. part. Just that oh, bottom part. It's so annoying. I know. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like you shave the bottom part. Oh, it's it's it gets super itchy, like, I and I hate it. Yeah, uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. No, <laughs> Christ. Uh, if, you, if you guys know, it's cool because we started doing video as well, too. So if you guys are uh, listening to on Spotify, you can watch the video or go over to our YouTube and check out that video. And too. Yeah. Go check out John's amazing beard. Yeah. He has an amazing beard as well. No. Well, <laughs> Kenneth has an amazing beard. I'm talking about John's. Oh, I th- yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> it's not considered a beard if it doesn't connect I've, mine's been growing for two what? weeks his, been, his has been growing for 22 three, three years 23 years <laughs> so <laughs> anyways but anyways <laughs> let's get into this episode uh if you guys haven't listened to his first episode uh that episode was basically uh, a year ago a year ago and then uh, it was it was how to like start investing because people were curious at that time, and especially since they were going to get their stimulus checks. Some most people probably spent their money on random things, you okay. know, and Cards. E- e- that and <laughs> but, but that can be an asset as well, too, yeah, depending yeah. on which ones you get. But some people just blow their money. I saw people taking vacations, you name it, all sorts of things, and then where they could have invested that money into something. So uh, you know, I've been personally investing a lot more since then uh just because i've seen you know jesus has been helping us out uh by you know trying to keep them motivated especially right now that especially during this time everything's down yeah everything's scary and and it's it's cool no no, go ahead ahead. it's tough if you're if you're a new investor it's tough i uh, i've been seeing a lot of memes lately of like um 
have you seen that James Franco meme where he's got like the noose around his neck? Yeah. Um, and it says like, it says like for all the people who just started driving and they're seeing $4 gas prices. And then the text below is like first time. Yeah. Um, from Buster like everyone, else, everyone else remembers like in 2008 gas, was like five, six bucks. Um, but like all the first time drivers are like, Oh, and like, so same goes to investing. No, for it, me, this is like great opportunity. I'm not scared. I'm loading up. I'm like buying investments. It's terrible because of what's happening, like Ukraine and, and inflation and all that stuff. But at the same time, this is where wealth is, is built. That's what I've been trying to tell them. He's yeah. been, he's, he listens to me. <laughs> this guy over here, not so much. Well, we'll give you, we'll give you a story. Like uh, what happened to him in the beginning? Uh, when sure. he first, we were talking about investing. It was, it was during like when TikTok was blowing up, posting a, a bunch about investing, but it was a bunch of those, uh, GameStop, it was AMC and things like that. And my guy over here, he, he bought, he almost bought GameStop at the very top. <laughs> <laughs> he did buy, well, he bought, he bought Dogecoin at the first, at the first peak and freaked out when it went down and sold yeah. it. And then. Bought it again at the second peak. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's he's doing great though. But he, he he's been learning. He's been <laughs> investing in some crypto now. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it sucks seeing those uh, your your account negative. Uh, yeah. But like like he says, he he would always like he he shows like different graphs and things like that. Uh, and then based off like previous histories, like where the market was at, but then like how it like bounced back, and so. Me, I just throw money in it. I just throw money, money. Uh, you know, he he's dollar cost averaging. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing because, like, right now it's hard to kind of make sense of things because it it's. I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like it's not as predictable. It's almost yeah. like patterns that used to work out like great aren't working anymore for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's just a. I think first of all, I think it's a lot of computers now that are for the hedge funds, you know, so you'll see, you'll see like a down, like the market opens down like 800 points and, and then it closes up a hundred points in the yeah. same day. Yeah. That's it's crazy. Nuts. It it's is never happened. There's a dude at my gym. Um, he's probably like mid eighties now, but he used to be a stockbroker. And I like every once in a while, he'll see me and he'll be like, what stock should we buy in this week? <laughs> um, but, uh, I saw him the other day and I asked him, I was like, have you ever seen anything like that where it drops a thousand points and then closes up a hundred? And he's like, never, I've never seen it before. Um, and like it happened like a week later, it dropped like 600 points and then it closed up like 500 points. It, it makes no sense other than like, it's just gotta be, you know, like, um, algorithmic trading, algorithmic trading and, and computers. And, you know, it, it says like, Hey, if it drops by a certain amount to start buying, cause Retail traders can't move stuff that much. I mean, no. this isn't that. Like, it can't be like us buying the dip and we move it from a thousand points down to a hundred points up. We don't have enough money to do that. Um, so yeah, I, I I hear you completely. Like, it, it is different and it's a lot more um, uncertain right now, especially with everything. Like, not just inflation and not just here at home, but like, what's Putin going to do? How does this end? And Wall Street hates that. Yeah. Like Wall Street hates uncertainty, um, which is actually why, like, when you see companies get like class action lawsuits and they pay the they pay out in, in damages, the stock actually goes up mm-hmm. uh, because Wall Street is like, okay, good, it's over, we've moved on. They're gonna pay the families who got sick or you know the plane crash. They're gonna pay everyone, and it's over, and we move on. And so that's why stocks like 
go up after they announce that they're paying off because now it's over. We can move past it. Yeah, because usually um, the, the sell-off was worse than it should have been, right? right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's huge uncertainty right now. And I think that's causing a, a lot of uncertainty in the market. Yeah, because one of the things I, I noticed that if pre-market, it was like really badly down, it was going to be a good day. Because <laughs> usually once it opens, like people start buying that huge dip. And then right. when it was up pre-market, I was like, oh, man, this isn't going to be good. Because usually yeah. it would just tank, like right after everybody started trading, it'd go up maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more, and then all of a sudden just, yeah. like straight yeah. down. It is insane. And I notice it too with like every stock that I have. Like if I if I have like all my charts open on the screen, they're identical. Yeah. It's, like you said, it pops at the open, and then every chart yep. looks like the same thing. Yep. And is that, before, was that normal where where everything would follow each other or was it like some stocks would do great during the day? Others would not do so good or. Yeah. It usually, it depends. Like if it's like a sector specific thing, like if, if, um, you know, gas prices are rising and they're like, Oh, this is going to affect the airlines. Then you would notice that like every airline stock would look the same. Um, but it, it used to be, it used to be a little different. You know, it wasn't like everything was exactly the same. And now at least for me, like I'll go through my portfolio I'll go online and I'll look at like the trending stocks and they're all doing consistently. That same yeah. yeah. And there might be like one stock that's like breaking the trend and you're like, Whoa, why is this one up? And then you look and it's like, Oh, uh, murder news. Yeah. Or, they got bought out. They got bought out yeah. or they have a new product or, you know, whatever. Um, but it's usually like some specific thing to like one company that's like making them go up while everything else is down. Yeah. It's insane. And yeah. it's, it's weird because you can't, well, I don't, I don't do it uh, like every day. I don't, I'm not actively trading. I'm right now I'm more dollar cost average for the long term, just because it's so, it's, it's weird, man. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me right now, but. Um, it's, it's the same for me. My, my trading has been totally affected by this. Um, just because you don't know what you're getting into one day from the next. Like I can, I can look at a stock like, like um, Funko, you know, they make those little like, mm-hmm. like yeah. kind of like bobblehead toys. Um, their stock has been trading in like a really consistent trading range for months. Like that's a great stock to trade back and forth. Every time it gets to like 16, it kind of stops, goes up to 20 around those numbers. Um, but now none of that, like the trading ranges don't matter. Everything is, you know, you can look at something and be like, oh, maybe this is a good trade. And then it dumps. Um, or you're like, oh, I'm going to make this, like, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell here, take my profit. And then it skyrockets. Like nothing is making sense. Um, you can't, you can't predict the stock market, but like you can kind of use what's happened in the past to like gauge, like maybe I'll buy it here. I'll probably sell it around there. And now it's like all bets are off. Nothing. So I, I kind of have taken a backseat. Yeah. The, yeah. The probabilities of it doing what you think is going to do, they were really high. Mm-hmm. There were, you know, 60, 70%. Now it's like mm-hmm. a flip, a coin flip. <laughs> like support lines that used to hold, like f- almost for sure would hold. They're just going yeah. through like like a knife through butter. It, it's funny when he's showing us the, the, the charts, he's like, this is what it should do. But then he's like, I don't know what it's going to do. Though. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, this is what the graph says, or like according to the pattern, this is what it should do. You know, it should bounce here. You know, here's the support line right here. It should go up. And then all of a sudden later it does like, yeah. Maybe the opposite or like completely like just skyrockets. Just yeah, something with, with him, because he's interested in one in one thing. And then so I'll tell him this is a good buy spot. 
I don't know. It's not bounced from there. It's bounced like once, and then the rest of the time it's just gone through. But you've been pretty like, accurate. It's it's been weird because he's been telling me like, oh, um, put a put a uh, like a buy order here, and I'm like, dude, but it's far away. He's like, trust me. And then maybe probably maybe a week will go by, and it's freaking up, down, sideways, and then. <laughs> Next thing you know, like holy crap, you were like, it fills. You're, it fills it like, and it's and then bounces up, and then and then it's yeah. you know what, never mind, and then and takes it past it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's annoying. But you've been pretty accurate the, the, the few times. I don't. I think then all the times you've told me, it's like, oh, buy here, and I'm like, uh, yeah, but you can see the zones. It's like real easy to see which zones have value. It's just are they got bounced from that? I don't know anymore. Like it's <laughs> it, it, the probabilities are a, a coin flip now. Before yeah, they I'm, were pretty close, but now it's coin flip. I find like the the few things that I'm doing now is like if I am trading, I'm trading way less like in terms of like shares than I used to buy. Mm-hmm. So like if I was buying like two or three thousand shares of like some penny, like you know something like two dollars a share, now I'm buying like a thousand shares. Yeah. I'm buying way less. And because um, like what we were just talking about, like the technical analysis that used to be pretty reliable, not reliable anymore. So yeah. I'm taking my profits way quicker. Yeah. Like if, if something pops, even if I'm like, even if it's like a hundred bucks in profit, I'm like, mm, these markets are so um, uncertain and shaky right now that I'm like, I'm just going to take it. And like seven times out of 10, when I sell, it's the right move because it's just dumb. Even though I thought like, could go like in a normal market, I wouldn't be selling right here. It, would, it could probably go higher, but it's just too, too volatile. Yeah. So there's a thing way- they say, there's a thing they say, right. Where it's like, take your emotions out of it. And just mm-hmm. just use your t- like right now. I think it's almost backwards. Now it's like almost like there's a feeling like it's gonna drop. Like yeah. even though the analysis says it should keep going, and usually that feeling is gonna drop. It's pretty accurate because it'll sometimes it'll just tank for like no reason, other right. than somebody said something and people got scared. Right, and there needs to be like everyone's talking about like is there gonna be a recession and all that. And like, if you look at the dot, like, I mean, I know a lot of these jobs that were created were just because stuff is again, um, but the economy is pretty strong. Like there are people going back to work and even though they hate that they have to go back to the office, like a lot of these offices are saying, come back. And some people are quitting, but some people are going back to the office and that's going to help. Like, you know, the whole, the whole reason they want everyone back at the office is because the downtown areas are getting punished. Like no one's going to those coffee shops. No one's going out to eat lunch. No one's shopping in those areas because they're all working from home. So the minute people come back, those things will improve too. The only thing that like, there, there needs to be a catalyst. Like there needs to be something to cause a recession and it could be inflation. Like if it just gets like totally out of control, I mean, it already is, but if it gets worse, if something from Russia happens, um, like a world war, you know, that could drive things down. Um, I don't know. Like I, you know, it's, so, so it's I had I had a question based off of, uh, I mean, the way you guys talk about the market right now. What if you have like mm-hmm. some like a new investor or someone that wants to get involved? What, what, what kind of advice would you give them? Like, say, say John wasn't didn't have someone like Jesus to kind of guide him. Uh, would it be? He'd probably be doing better. <laughs> <laughs> would, would, would it be something that you would tell him, or what would you tell him to get into? You know, like uh, would you tell him to get into crypto, or would you tell him to get into stocks? Both. Both. I would say both. Um, and I would say get in very cautiously. Mm. Like if you wanted to buy a hundred shares in some company, don't buy a hundred shares right now. Buy like 25 shares at a time, like dollar cost averaging, but, but less than what you would Sounds normally. 
it doesn't ring a bell. Because like, you know, in a bull market, you want to buy stock in like Ford or whatever. You buy your hundred shares and then it's going to go, it's going to go up because it's a bull market and everything is on fire. So it's a, it's a good time to just buy your whole position in really uncertain times though. Um, you don't want to buy your hundred, your hundred shares right now because three months could be, um, like what we're seeing, like a chip shortage for these cars. Ford gets, they come out, they say, oh, there's no chip. Stock tanks. So now you purchase your hundred shares at like 20. Now it's 16. You want to buy a little bit more at a discount and you can't because you spent all your money. Um, so I would say a little bit at a time, buy on the, buy on the really bad news day. You know, when, when Ford comes out and goes, oh my God, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to delay the, the release of our new car because there's no chip for the, for the GPS or whatever. And the stock tanks, 25 more shares. Um, if they have really bad earnings, you know, it's Ford. Like they're not going anywhere. If they have really bad earnings, that's to me a great time to buy because it's on like a discount. So another 25 shares. But it's, it's, it's not like, you know, every time the stock goes down like 2%. You want to save it for those big the down days. Yeah, because, you know, I think one of the things like we were talking about from in the last episode was people were so quick to buy every little down day. Mm-hmm. But then when there's like a huge down day, they, get they don't have any money left. No, they don't have money left. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. And and uh, one of the things too, right, is the, low, the, the lower the price is, it's usually safer to invest than when the, when the price is stupid high. Because your sure. risk to reward is improves, right? Yeah, and it, it just kind of goes back to like um, what like Warren Buffett used to say: like when others are are fearful to be greedy, and when others are greedy to be fearful. And like that's what we saw last last year. Everyone was like, "Buy it! It's going higher! It's going higher!" Like there was so much greed, and there were people who were buying like GameStop at like four hundred because they wanted it to go to eight hundred. And it's like, like dude, like um, it already went from twenty to four hundred, like. That yeah, now you're saying you're not selling because you want it to go from 400 to 800 because you want to make more. You've already made so much money. Like, take most of that profit. You don't have to take all of it, but take some of it because, like we were talking about, when people are when it's stupid high, it doesn't make any sense. It can it can only go down. You know, uh, it's it's going to be really hard for a company to maintain those higher prices unless you're like Apple. You know, and people always have to go out and buy the new phone, and they always have to get it. Um, it's harder to sustain those prices and you are getting it at a discount when it's, when it's hammered like this, unless it's like a really shitty company. If it's like some terrible company and they're just losing money and their debt, then it's different. But when we're talking about like these mega cap, you know, like huge conglomerate giant corporations, great opportunity. Yeah. Those those shitty companies, you'd think zero is the worst they can get. It's not zero because they do like reverse splits and then, and then it takes yeah. like more, and then it never gets to zero. It just they keep doing reverse splits, and then it keeps tanking. And it's it's that's why you'll see some some companies that were like fifty thousand dollars a share, and now are two dollars a share because they right. keep doing reverse splits, and it keeps like it's it's really? um, yeah. You think zero is the the worst? It's not. <laughs> and you share go away too. Yeah, you you have like you have like two shares that like a. Uh, like a reverse split adjusted price of like 800 bucks and it's like three cents now and you're yeah. like yep. oh man it's never gonna get that like city like i bought Citibank at one point and they did a reverse split and it it just got hammered i ended up with like two shares 
Yep. And my reverse price is like eight hundred dollars. Yep. It's like it's never going to get back there. So you're right. Like, and it ties up money too that you could be using for other investments. Do you remember? Do you remember Sigma Labs? Did you ever hear about that that stock? It was a penny Which stock. One? Sigma Labs. It's a so they did a software for three D printing. Oh, okay. And so it was the next big thing, big thing because what does well? It, so if something does well, the software usually does better because right. it, their overhead's not as much. Blah blah blah. So that one was trading at twelve cents. So I bought, you know, quite a bit, <laughs> fifty some thousand shares, and then they did a reverse split, and my five hundred, my fifty two thousand became five hundred and twenty, and then they did another one, so they became two hundred and twenty five, and it it sucked. It was, yeah. It went from, so now I think the average, I ended up selling it, getting rid of it and taking the tax loss or whatever, doing the, but yeah. it kept, dro- like it never stopped dropping. So like it's, it's, do, it's do those happen more on just like the, the riskier <clears throat> stocks? Uh, Cause you don't the see that stocks? Happen- yeah. Yeah. Mostly. But yeah, you see it happen everywhere. If a company is not, is starting to do poorly or has like really good competition that that is driving that thing to be obsolete it'll it'll probably do that yeah a lot of penny stocks do reverse splits uh the other reason they do them too is to prevent being delisted um or taken off like an exchange so you know you they're they're like you have to maintain a certain price for a certain period of time and if you fall below like a dollar or whatever you're at risk for being delisted um so then a lot of times companies will do a reverse split just to make the stock price go from like 13 cents to $5 to avoid being delisted. Uh, but then like you said, it just drops again. Yeah. yeah. People see it. They're like, this is garbage. So it, it, it's, um, cause I wanted to get into, I think last time when we talked, they hadn't added uh crypto to Robinhood. They had it, but you like right now they're doing, so it's a, I think it's better. They're still in the beta testing, but where you can actually own your, crypto now where you oh, can okay. actually transfer it to a cold storage wallet or transfer it off of which is i think will be great for robin hood because yeah because i know uh jesus wanted to call you out on something i, I didn't want to call him out <laughs> i just want to say that before so last year when when we asked you were you into crypto you're like no nah, not really and you've gotten into crypto more right yeah i have definitely yeah i i uh it's not really a call last, out. Year, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, last year when we talked um I had Bitcoin and I had Ethereum and that was pretty much it. Um, and I purchased them years ago and I just, you know, I kind of forgot about them. Um, I wish I had more Bitcoin than I, than I did, you know. Um, but uh, I've definitely gotten into it a little bit more. Not to a point where I can tell you what any of these projects do. You know, I just like, I hate to say it, but like I see what I, all the big influencers are talking about, um, which is like what I always say you shouldn't do. Um, you should do your own homework and, and all, all, uh, all your own research and stuff. Um, they are but, my homework. Like, <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I say. Like, you are my homework. So, I, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, if you watch a lot of their videos, they'll give you all the reasons they love it. And then they'll say, but do your own research. And it's like, why? You just did it. Like, you just yeah. explained. You just explained that you just did the homework that I'm going to do. <laughs> um, so I did. I did buy a lot more um, about like uh, Matic, HBAR, VChain. Uh, there's a couple others that I that I got, and I've been staking my um, USDC uh, coin because it pays like ten percent. Um, it's insane. It's, it's, it, it's funny how he lists all these, and and these are like some of them that I have. You know, yeah, we all it, they're 
they're the more they're like the blue chips of crypto sure. basically yeah. it's so yeah. they're like the apples and the fords and the it's companies that should be around for right. a long time were, were these companies around when uh or did they de- develop after like you know at first it was just bitcoin yeah you know bitcoin and then also it was what was it bitcoin litecoin and it was bitcoin litecoin ethereum and um, there was a few others that aren't around yeah. anymore <clears throat> yeah because because now i feel like there's a lot yeah. like a lot of different crypto oh there's thousands yeah there's thousands of them yeah and, and then some people he, he was telling me uh i mean a lot of us watched that that tv show uh squid games oh yeah you know and then there was a. Uh, he was telling me about the what was the token called uh squid, squid. token i think Do you remember that yeah. one how yeah. uh, no one caught on that you couldn't sell and like you know what i mean like they, yeah. they basically scammed a bunch of people because you you were able to buy the the token but you couldn't sell it but you couldn't sell it yeah like yeah, i remember that like isn't that a red flag right there like would you buy it if, if that was the, the case no that's why i didn't buy it but it, it, it went from like a few cents to 20 bucks to 30 but then all of a sudden it went like to two thousand three thousand dollars and then it went to zero yeah <laughs> Good old rug pull. Yeah. Um, Good old rug pull. Yeah, I, I remember watching that. There's, there's been a lot of them, though, like that. Um, and I get a lot of emails from people now uh, saying, like, we want you to promote our new cryptocurrency. And it's like some garbage thing that, like, no one's ever heard of. And it's like, I'm not putting my name on this. Like, there was another one. Some dude on TikTok had done a whole bunch of videos on some coin. You got to buy it. It's the next big thing. A whole bunch of people bought it. They, they like, rug pulled the currency. They took all the profits, left everyone hanging. And everyone like looked at this dude and they were like, you recommended this. Um, and he was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I didn't realize what it was. Um, hey, but too. behind the camera, he's like, but I'm rich. He's <laughs> <laughs> bumping the guys that do the rug pull. You know, um, yeah, because that, that's what some people want to happen is uh, like they think they're going to get rich quick. So they'll listen to I mean, you talked about it a little bit earlier. I don't know if it's something people should be cautious about is like listening to i know you're on tiktok other people on tiktok as well too because you see oh like buy this coin or buy this buy this is gonna do this uh do you think some of these guys are just doing it to pump up the price and then so they can just you know take profits absolutely yeah 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 so so how, how do you I mean, you say you do your own research, but then you said that they are the research. On some, uh, on some of them. <laughs> so how, how do you like gauge which ones are are like BS and which ones seem legitimate? You know, you have to go through and watch a lot of the videos. And the problem is, too, that they'll, they'll probably delete the, the shitty ones later on, like after there's a rug pull or if they're wrong. If they say like this coin's going up and then it doesn't go up, they're going to go in and delete it, um, which is kind of is why you have to like have a trusted group of people that you really like influencers that you really do trust. The hard thing is, how do you know you can trust them? How do you know they're not just some smooth talking, you know, uh, group of people who come out and they all, cause they'll all rat like all these, all these TikTok creators have like their group of friends, you know, that they're all friends with. And it's, it's not uncommon to see them all, all of a sudden they're all talking about this one, this one NFT or this one thing. And you're like, man, everyone's talking about this. Maybe I should buy it because everyone's talking about it. Um, and then it turns out that it's garbage or there's some sort of rug pull. So it is hard to know who to trust. So I guess what I would say is if you're going to invest in these things because you hear a lot of people talking about it, treat it like a lottery ticket and only put in what you're willing to lose because you really just don't know. And 
yes, they could be coming at it with like really good intentions. Like, this is what I love. I've researched it. Here's all my information. It could also be a scam and you just don't know it. It could also be that they're all like coordinating some, like everyone posts about this NFT on Tuesday and we'll make it look like it's this really hot thing. You don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the thing too is <clears throat> the, the greatness of a stock or a crypto or the, the project doesn't necessarily translate into rewards because at the end of the day, it's people's sentiment that give it the value, not what right. they're actually doing. So if it's, yeah. if it's a good, it's a, if it's a really good project, but people are, aren't really feeling it, no matter how good that project is, it's never going to go up. So the fundamentals yeah. could be amazing, but if people aren't into it, it's just not going to do anything. What I've yeah. noticed lately too is, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure people who are behind the projects reach out to these celebrities mm-hmm. and they're like, Hey, push this, push this. Cause all of a sudden like, you, you have this celebrity pushing this, this one, this one, like super hard. And then after it goes live, then they just like, stop, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to me, it just feels like they're like a brand deal. Yeah. Like a brand deal. Like they're just trying to push it. So people will buy it. They'll get their cut. And then they that's just exactly keep- what it is. I think anyway. That's yeah, I think that just happened with like Kim Kardashian. Didn't she come out and push some coin that like flopped? Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's been other there's other examples of celebrities. Lindsay Lohan deal. did that uh, did that with a few coins. Yeah, not, I don't think the I don't think the celebrities really know what they're getting. Like, I think they're viewing it like a shampoo commercial. Except you know, for Paris Hilton, like, she knows what she's talking about. Does she? She's actually <laughs> she's actually pretty decent with what she pushes. It, okay. Who knows? It, it, it's cool that, uh, <laughs> I mean, just like in a lot of things, you, you bring up like uh, crypto or NFTs to people and they're like, oh, that's dumb. That's dumb. And I'll use this for example. I don't know if you watch the Breakfast Club on uh, on YouTube there. They do. It's like a hip hop page channel. I know you, you know which yeah. one I'm talking about. So uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they would bring up like, uh, oh, I don't know what NFTs are. I don't know what uh, uh, Bitcoin and that. It's like I just stay away from that because that's all I know. On their recent episode that I watched, they're all like, "Yeah, he's involved in this. Like, they're they're coming out with this NFT, like like all sorts of stuff." Because <laughs> they probably saw the money that is involved in it. Yeah. And uh, but now I feel like I don't know. If but there's even, way too many uh, NFTs. Yeah. Like, are it really hard to choose which one? Because I know I know you talked to me about the the Nelk Boys, how so, they have their NFTs. I don't know if you've ever seen the Nelk Boys. They have like a they're huge on YouTube, um, and they have like a podcast. Uh, and they're kind of like shadow banned from YouTube, so they have to create other ways to make money. And they came out with uh, it's called the uh, the full send meta card. So it's an NFT that, in a sense, they want to do what Gary Vee is doing. Um, uh, they want to have like a reward basis uh, NFT that not just is just like a digital card, but it has perks. So they're hosting actually this weekend. They hosted the first uh, meta card holder event that they brought uh, DJ. They even brought Snoop Dogg. On, and only people with NFT, uh, MetaCard NFTs could come and uh, do like these Cause, perks. Because I don't know if you guys have seen the podcast he Gary Vee talked to with Logan Paul on his Impulsive on how that idea of concept of creating a like value to something that is digital, um, creating that hype on his um, his what are they called V friends V friends right yeah um, so he he said that that's that because he made what 40 40 some million um i think he was talking about off the v friends yeah, yeah. 
but that's after yeah, it everything. Was a, it, was it was an insane amount. amount. <laughs> yeah. But he said that that's not a lot because over the next five years, he wanted to spread it out and uh, create like these events that only uh, people that had his NFT that could come in, uh, or open up like um, like I don't know like buildings actual mortar brick buildings that people can come and yeah th- that's what he was telling <clears> me because I didn't realize that I think it's the board apes. Um, yeah, they they all have some type of perk. Not not all of them. Mm-hmm. The ones we're talking about, these big ones, they all have they have some type of perk that goes along with owning it. And then I realized why a lot of these celebrities were buying, especially the board apes, because I guess you you get access with that NFT, to you get access to yeah. NF, uh, exclusive parties, uh, or like the higher end parties. Yeah. Just that's why they're so. Which expensive. is smart because the I feel like like you were saying the market's super saturated with um, a lot of things, and even Gary V said uh, only ninety nine percent of the projects survive. Which is you should do that, Kenneth. Do some NFTs where they have access to your house and party with you. And- <laughs> do, do you uh, do you currently own any NFTs? Uh, the only NFT that I have, I, I was given by AMC because I have like the AMC rewards thing or something. So I got an email there. They were like, "Hey, because you're a you're a uh, what did AMC called? They have like the um, they have something if you're a shareholder, like the the uh, rewards kind of thing." I had to get one. <laughs> I only had one share though. <laughs> I, can't even, I couldn't even sell it if I wanted to. It's just like a spinny AMC logo. Oh, well, <laughs> are, are you looking to get into more into NFTs? Um, not not at the moment, just because like what you're talking about, they're so oversaturated, and I'm sure like I'm sure these are great like for like quick short term trades. But like, what are like the board the board apes thing? Like, is that going to be around in ten years? Like, what even is it like? I know some of them have like games attached to it. Some of them have events attached to them. Um, I think right now we're just going to see a lot of like a lot of garbage, a lot of scams coming out in the space just because the opportunity is there to push crap and take advantage of people and get money. Long term, I think NFTs are going to be huge in a lot of ways, like in, in the video game space. I think tickets are going to become NFTs, um, like to concerts. You go to the Metallica thing, you get a you get a Metallica NFT. Maybe you have access to like that event, like a recording of that show. Like, I, I think they're going to find ways to tie it in and and give you perks and use it as like a reward card. But right now, I don't, I don't know much about it, and I don't know, um, I don't know how to like invest in some of these things because I don't, I don't know what's going to be here and what's not. Plus, a lot of it is is not as straightforward as you think. It's right. like. Connecting wallets. And I think that's what's scares a lot of people. And the u- yeah. user friendliness isn't there yet. No, the user friendliness is definitely not there. I, I looked because when I had my NFT, I was like, oh, my uh, AMC one. I was like, can I transfer this? Nope. It's just there. You can't you can't sell it. You can't do anything with it. It's like a useless spinny graphic. So I was like, this is kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, but maybe someday it won't be stupid. Someday you'll no, probably get a bunch of money for it. Yeah, or you'll be able to show it at the theater and get like a free popcorn or something like I don't know, like <laughs> yeah. And, and people are using it a lot. I, I know I use this. I, I told these guys. So there's this rapper that um, Tory Lanez. He yeah, came Tory out with this smart. instead of coming out with his album on like Spotify and stuff like that. He sold a million. He made it into NFT. Each one cost a dollar, and he sold a million of them, and he sold out in a few seconds. Yeah, for sure. And, and he got royalty. And see, that's. That's like do- doable, man. That's smart. Especially if you have that platform. Yeah. Because like yeah. selling one NFT like at $250,000, like who's going to buy it? But selling them at a dollar? Shit. And you have, have a million yeah. or two million. If it was million sold for 10 bucks, it would have gone crazy. 
Yeah, and, and, and people bought them, and uh, I bought one. Uh, Did you know? really buy one? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah I, I bought it. It's a dollar. It came out to a dollar. Weren't they worth like 50, 50K at one point? No, uh, some of his singles. Uh, oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm sure it's worth more. I ended up paying, it was like a dollar... 40 something with the gas fees and stuff like that, which I didn't know. <laughs> That's probably like $30 with the gas fees. <laughs> uh, like I ended up buying it there. And I mean, it, it just sat there. And it's funny. Cause when I first started hearing about NFTs, the weekend was going to come out with one. He's a, he's a singer. Oh yeah. He was going to buy one. And I was going to buy one. I was like, Oh, I can't release. I can't wait till the release date and stuff. But then I found out it was going to be like an auction. I was like, yeah, I'll pay like 500, 600 bucks for it. I don't like, that's what I'm willing to spend. When I logged on to look at what the bid was, <laughs> it was four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I was like, oh, that, "That one's yeah. a He's little out of my price short range." On that one, uh, and it, it was a cool graphic. Don't get me wrong; it was a cool graphic, uh, but I was like, "I'm <laughs> no, not going to no. spend four hundred fifty thousand dollars on that." Now that you're into crypto, and well, you're not into NFTs yet, but <clears throat> maybe next year. Have there been some expensive uh, lessons you've learned during With your crypto? yeah? Um, yeah, take take more profits. Yeah, right. On, uh, on, on some of the stuff, um, I mean, like Dogecoin is the obvious example, um, but there there have been others. Like Solana was like two hundred and fifty bucks, and now it's ninety eight. Like, damn, I should have taken some of those profits. And and the thing about crypto is, it's a lot more, it's a lot faster moving, and it's really volatile. So for a stock, you know, it can go up ten percent in like a couple of weeks. It can go down ten percent in a couple of weeks. These cryptos, like I have, I have the alerts on my phone from like the crypto.com app, and it's like alert me anytime something moves ten percent. <laughs> <only> five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like my battery dies and the alerts come yeah. through because it's up ten percent, it's down ten percent, it's up ten percent, it's down ten percent. All like, like I'll go on and I have like sixteen missed alerts on my phone, and I'm like, man, what happened? And it's just Solana up fifteen, down fifteen, all in the same day. Yeah. Um, an hour it's worth great. of alerts. <laughs> Does, <laughs> our, goes to the bathroom. Well, another question I had: Are stocks boring to you now that you've dabbled into crypto? It's not. It, it's not boring, but it is like you do see the opportunity to make way more money in crypto. Um, but the the thing that, like, personally about crypto is like it's twenty four seven. You know, like yeah. it never it never, never closes. Stops. And like, as a as a crypto like as someone who would like occasionally trade crypto. I'm like, I'm like waking up at like two in the morning and I'm like, gotta check my crypto. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, that's going to make me lose my mind. Like, that's not healthy to be like up at four in the morning. Like what's Solana now? Um, <laughs> but you do get like so nervous about like missing these swings, you know, like, Oh, I'll buy it when it drops next time. It drops like 35%, which like if a stock drops 35%, it would be like the end of the world. Yeah. But like a crypto can drop 35% in like two days. It's normal. It's just Tuesday. Yeah, um, so yeah. So like, you know, as a trader, the potential is there, but it's also like uh, going to affect your health because it's twenty four seven. You know. Yeah how how does trading crypto trans like how do your graphs translate to crypto from stocks? Is it similar? Are there changes that you do? Like, are there certain certain metrics you don't use when trading crypto that you do when exactly, using stocks? Exactly the same. Um, it's exactly the same, which was weird to me. Like I, uh, like a year ago when we talked, I didn't really do a lot in, in the crypto. Like I just was like buy and hold. I would just buy my Bitcoin and buy some Ethereum and forget about it. But the more I started watching other, um, people on TikTok who I, like I trust and I, I think, uh, have valuable insights and stuff, mm-hmm. they would show the charts for their crypto trades and they were exactly yeah. like my stock trades. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know, like, I didn't know you could 
do your charts like that. I didn't know. I mean, it makes sense now, but like at the beginning, I was like, I didn't know you could have Bollinger Bands and Relative Strength Index and Fibonacci, which like all the technical analysis that I use, they're using too. Yeah. So it does make it a little bit easier to like translate or transfer over to, to that if you're already familiar with the stock technical analysis. Yeah. Now, now it's not the same, but like, I, I feel like, um, a year ago, even the, the technical analysis was a little bit more accurate on crypto than it was on stocks. But yeah. now I feel like enough people that are into stocks have moved on to crypto that now it's, it's starting to get harder kind of like stocks. Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think it's also the, the, you know, once the big money gets into these things, it becomes just like the stock market. Yeah. So like these, these, these crypto guys were like, I hate stocks. I hate wall street. Um, that's why I'm in crypto. Man, as soon as the hedge funds realize there's money to be made in this, they're coming over to crypto yeah. and they already are. Yeah. But like, you know, six months ago, they weren't so involved. Now, you know, JP Morgan is big in, into Ethereum and, and, you know, they own diamond. it basically. They own it. basically, yeah, and they own all these like uh, MetaMask, and um, they're getting into like all these CEOs that were talking shit about it a year ago. All of a sudden, they love it, um, <laughs> and you know, all these all these people that I follow who are in the crypto space, they're like, no, we're you know, it's a, it's for the people, it's for the little guy. We don't want these hedge funds now. The hedge funds are coming in. They're like, well, actually, this is good news because it means that it's lending credibility and it's making it legitimate people used to think it's not now it is so it's it's just the way these things evolve like you know they're not like ne- they're not necessarily like being hypocritical when they were saying we want the hedge funds to stay out and now the hedge funds are in and they're like we like it um it's just the, the way these things progress yeah i think for the long term it's good but i, I think so. but for I the mean, short term sure it's gonna suck gonna, i'm sure i'm sure these hedge funds are going to kind of ruin it too and take oh, away yeah. part of you know, they're going to um, take the soul people, out, of, out of it, but they're going to make it more uh, mainstream, more predictable, less volatile in the long term. Yeah. And I, which I'm not sucks. Really worried either about like the regulations that are coming. Um, I know the crypto people hate it because the crypto people generally hate the government and anything the government does and they don't want them getting into their, their space. But I, I don't think, I think this regulation, I mean, the stuff that Biden put out, wasn't particularly like terrifying to me. That was, was actually like, kind of bullish. If you yeah, like was, really look at terrible. it, like, if you read the report, he, he, there was nothing about banning it. There was it was all consumer protection, uh, how to make it competitive, how to make the U.S. competitive in the crypto space. Um, I think the concern is people hear the government say, "Oh, we're going to do this good thing," and then they and then they don't do that good thing. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, but you know, first of all, it's just a study. You know, they're just studying it. So it's going to take a it's going to take a year at least for them to study this and you know what's the crime aspect to it what's the environmental impact to it then they're going to have their study then they're going to debate it then they're going to delegate it then they're going to have their meetings it's going to be a while before anything. Yeah, that's the thing happens. with the government it it moves really slow so you have a lot of time yeah. to take yeah. some profits to take some losses take more profits. Do you, do you, do you, the, that you'll see a lot of these crypto people on TikTok like doom and gloom. This is going to be the end of crypto. <laughs> and it's really just them trying to give you. Yeah, and then the next day is the greatest thing ever. And then the next day, doom and gloom right. again. Yeah, <laughs> World just, War Three. just trying to get people to follow them and engage with them. And that's why they make these videos so like, Sensation. the Biden administration taking away your crypto. And you're like, what? And then people start commenting, <laughs> I hate that guy. And it's like, 
it, it's just, you know, it's just to get like engagement, but they're actually kind of maybe scaring people too, because people are like, should I sell my crypto? And you know, like you're selling it at the moment when all these big hedge funds are, are coming into it. Yeah. Be careful. Like, be careful who you listen to on these apps because they're just trying to get views. And yeah. Followers. Cause if, if you just look at what's going on, like ignore the FUD, ignore the hype, just look at what's going on. Yeah. More institutions are getting into it. Um, there's more adoption. It's getting easier to use. Um, it's the people are learning more about it. So it's becoming more mainstream. So like everything points up. Right. That's like, how a lot of, a lot of this new stuff starts exactly like what you just said. Um, electric vehicles, you know, like the technology right now, it maybe isn't the best. Like these batteries are bad and, you know, charge times and it's not a place to, like I live in DC. If I want to charge, I don't have a garage. So if I had an electric vehicle, I have to go to the grocery store. And leave my car and charge it there, which is is fine. But like, people are like, "Oh, that that makes it bad. It's stupid. I hate it." And it's like, dude, like, you, this is such a new technology, just like crypto. It's so new um, to be in. Like now, you're at the ground floor. Like it can it can only this technology can only improve. Yeah. Like we were talking about with the NFTs, it's hard to transfer. It's hard to link. You have to sync the thing. You're I'm, I'm watching like YouTube videos. I'm like, how do I sync this wallet to that thing? I don't know how to do this. In in ten years, it's it's going to be so easy. Um, so it can only go up. I mean, I'm sure there are going to be some coins that are forgotten about and some NFTs that go nowhere. Uh, but for the most part, you're getting in at like the super early stages of this stuff. Yeah. Where are you yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna kind of relate the whole um, crypto to actual like the physical world. Um, I think we were kind of lucky to to have. Um, uh, these guys that actually have a a big well, what is it? A Bitcoin. That, oh, the mining. The mining, um, actual mining farm here in town. Um, it okay. kind of like relate the whole. There's more than one way to get into crypto, not just uh, like what people think. Like I guess like, it's the same thing with stocks. You can go to you can actually go to Wall Street and see it go down, but it's more it's easier to get into like something like that. I got physically. Lost. No, um, I get what he's saying. Yeah, like, you know it, what I mean. It, just seeing. Uh, I mean, the mine, seeing the mines was cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even though those, that's an expensive way to get into, in, into yeah. into crypto. Yeah, I wanted to. And like, I we, wanted. We 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 went and saw, it and we were about to buy a mining rig, but in the end, we had stuff that was coming up that we we couldn't we couldn't justify spending that much money yeah. because of the stuff that we were gonna do in the next coming months, and so we didn't we didn't get one. But doesn't mean we didn't want to. Yeah, because that, that, that's more of a, a long-term investment. Because yeah. you spend the money now, but then within like four or five years, you should get your money back plus more. Uh, and like what he's talking about. So this studio that I have here, I have a new one, you know, and I had to spend money to, you know, to he get that one. He up. didn't want to invite you to the new one. Oh, I don't have the podcast stuff set up over there. Oh, let's okay. take it. <laughs> <laughs> and so like things like like I really wanted to get one, but you know sometimes you have to think about other things uh so, yeah yeah just but to kind of follow on my question because yeah sorry i kind of went you around the loop on that yet. one was that something that you would ever look into i know you said you're in dc but um i know that these guys for example they have people all around the world that they host their miner is that something mm-hmm. that like investment wise would be something that you have thought of or even like i don't know getting a mine uh, 
so I, I don't have the space here in my own in my own apartment for them. I mean, I've seen some of these mining rigs that like to take over your garage. Like you have to have the space. Um, the heat does. Yeah, the heat messes up your house. Yeah, and it, yeah, and it, I think it like skyrockets your electricity bill too. Yeah. Um, so those are all the things that like I have to like take into consideration before seeing like is this going to be worth it for me in the long run or with the the cost of the rig and the cost of the space. So, like if I have to rent the space, like you were talking about, or or borrow someone else's like you know, like lease their their space or whatever to use their rig. Um, is it worth it in the long run for me? Um, I don't know. I don't know how much these things cost. They're they're pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know you guys were talking about you know that these hedge funds like yeah we're all over the place. No, no I like this because <laughs> I had this question earlier. Uh, do you think this is going to affect the the dollar? The, what is the, like all the crypto? like crypto? Just crypto because like say a lot of a lot of these uh, like uh, I think it was El Salvador they they took on uh, like crypto right Bitcoin, like Bitcoin Bitcoin's yeah considered uh, legal uh, legal tender. Legal. Do you, do you think yeah. that's going to affect the the dollar? I don't think so, but who knows? I don't think so. I think um, it, it'll work in tandem. Do you think I it's think just? It'll work in tandem. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Bitcoin. Um, it's kind of like Bitcoin, and then like Coinbase stock. You know, when Bitcoin goes up, Coinbase stock goes up. I think it, I think it could only benefit. I think long term. Um, I mean, it might affect the dollar a little bit. Maybe that's part of this. Um, you know, I think part of the thing that they want to do with this. Uh, um, executive order like to study crypto is is like these these very high staking um, cryptocurrencies like I'm getting <clears throat> I'm getting 10% to stake my crypto so that that money that's sitting in my crypto.com account could be sitting in a in a Bank of America and and going towards like you know they, they, they would use that money Bank of America would use my money to make investments to grow to build they're not getting my money now because their interest rate is 0.01% percent mm-hmm. So I think part of the study is, you know, maybe the government's a little bit worried that people are putting all this money into these high reward staking coins and not into U.S. banks. I think that's a part of the concern that people have with the government oversight is that it's going to, you know, you'll, you'll see a lot of these people saying, like, the government doesn't want you making money. Um, I don't think the government doesn't want you making money. I think they want you making money where it benefits them so they can tax it and stuff like that. Um, and so... Maybe that's part of it. Maybe that could affect the dollar a little bit. If yeah. more and more people aren't putting money in banks because they're putting it in crypto and staking it on crypto exchanges, it could. But at the end of the day, like, you know, when you want to buy a car, you can't buy that car yet in like crypto. You know, maybe one day you will, but I think it'll all kind of kind of balance out. But you, you still have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. So they'll still get their money somehow. And they'll probably what they'll probably end up doing is just finding out a way to tax the shit out of your stable coin, uh, whatever money you're getting from staking your stable coins. They're gonna tax it to where it's not gonna be worth it. And and, and it's funny how he talked about that. That's something that I didn't realize before. Is like when you have your money in like a savings account or something like that in, in in a bank. And you think, oh, it's fine there. It's making some money off the interest until you realize how much the interest is compared to if you have it in like crypto. Like he was showing me the numbers and I'm like, why would anyone put money in a bank? You know, like and inflation that, that was my, my, my first thing. I was like, wow. And so uh, that's where I've seen. Because it's safe. <laughs> and it's funny because uh, we tell we tell John, I'm like, oh, like I made this a dollar. 
off of like this in like a couple weeks. He said, "That's it, a dollar." I'm like, "Dude, it adds up." <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, uh, that's more. What? That's more than you would have made over at the savings account in that amount of time too. You know, it it, it it's crazy to me because uh, I've only been investing what this is like my second year. I think it's my second year. Uh, and I'm like, why didn't I, I know about this before? I tried to tell my parents about it, but they're like, no, I'm going to keep my money in the bank because uh, stocks and crypto, that's that's how yeah. you lose your money. Right now, it's hard to tell people to, hey, start investing because everything's down. But it right. should be like the the best time to get. If you if you feel like you missed out on the on the last run, which I had a question <laughs> about that to you. <laughs> but if, if you feel like you missed out on the last run in 2020, like now's your chance. Like, like he said, don't go all, don't go all in. Like, have a strategy so that you're buying a little bit at a time. Or you mean don't sell your house and use that. No, money <laughs> no. Or do a strategy like there's like so there's so many strategies to start investing slowly and with low risk out there. All you have to do is like research them, like just Google them. Like for example, um. You can, because you don't do options, right? You don't do options very much. But there's, for example, there's one where, um, say you have $10,000, you're going to, you want to get into something. You can sell a put option so that you're buying it at a lower price. So they'll pay you to buy it at a lower price. If it doesn't reach that price, you keep the premium. If it does reach the price, you buy it cheaper and you get the, and you keep the premium Mm -hmm. and then you do it backwards where you sell your call option now. So if it reaches a certain price, you sell it to them. So you get the premium plus you get, you get the amount of money that the strike price is for, which is usually higher than what you bought. And if it doesn't, you keep the premium. Like it's, it's just, you're just making money. Mm -hmm. You're using time to make money instead of relying on, on something else. But there's so many strategies. It's just right now it's one of the safest. I think it's one of the safest, even though it feels like it's not just because if you would have invested like four or five months ago, everything was at its highest it's ever been. Like a lot of things were breaking all time highs. I don't think that's the safest place you want to be buying stocks at right now. Like most, most technology tech stocks are like 50% off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it, it, it's funny how people get, uh, cause when you brought up like everything was at, at its peak, I know some people who were, they're like, oh, this is when you got to get in because, you know, uh, you're going to miss out. People get FOMO. They get FOMO and then that's when they have to buy they, in the fear of missing out that it's going to go up higher and they're going to miss the the train. And all of a sudden it just dumps because I know some people who were like, oh, I want to get into it because it's, it's hyped up. You know, everyone's talking about it on, yeah. on TikTok or the social media. And uh, they're like, oh, I need to get it. I need to get it now. And then they get it. And all of a sudden it just. And that happens to them. They get dumped on. And then they never touch a stock again. Yeah. And they right. tell everybody how horrible trading and buying stocks and yeah. how shitty it is. But just right. hold Like right now, from my all-time high to where I'm at right now, my portfolios are down a lot, like 30%, 40%. But they're still up higher than when I started. So I'm okay. Right. And a lot yeah. of people don't realize that. Like, Yeah, that's what I, I told John. It's It sucks seeing your portfolio down like yeah. that. But compared to where I started at, it's actually I'm still up. Like still up. believe it or not, I'm yeah. still up, yeah. but I'm just lower than the yeah. all time. So high. why would you suffer for nothing instead of like getting some more shares? That way when it if, even if it just goes up to what it was before, 
you're going to make a lot of more profit if you're, you know, dollar cost averaging a little bit. I'm not saying like invest everything. Just you have 50 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 60 bucks, you know, just mm-hmm. keep buying a little bit more time. So my question to you was, so last time you were on, you said that you kind of sat out the 2020 crash because you were like, maybe it could go further down, maybe. And you said you learned a lesson. So did you? And are you now accumulating more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in in 2000 and um, in 2008, with the first, like the first thing I I was so afraid because I had never seen anything like that. And I would talk to like brokers and stuff and they were older. So they were like, sell everything, panic. And, um, and I, I was watching it and I was like, oh man, like the world is ending. I don't want to buy any stocks right now because, you know, the world is ending. Who cares about your stocks? It's like, you know, and, um, and I missed out. But the thing in 2008 was it went on forever. Like it was a long bear market. It just kept dropping. So that, that was my mindset. Like, okay, it's going to happen again with COVID. Everything's going to crash. Everything's going to get shut down. There's going to be a huge recession and it's going to drag on for years. So when it dumped in March or whenever, when it did, um, I didn't buy anything because I was like, all right, I'm in that mindset of it's just going to keep getting lower. What I learned is the market is totally different now. Maybe it's because of that. Maybe it's because of the hedge funds and maybe it's because of the larger amount of retail investors who have come into the space. Maybe it's all that stuff. Um, and so what I started doing was, but just what we've been talking about a little bit, every big down day, cause you, you don't know, it could go on forever. And by the way, I'm buying stuff that's really high quality. I'm not buying garbage penny stocks. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm trading the penny stocks. I'm trading these, these risky things, but people have to realize, like, especially if you're new that trading and investing are two different things. So like I'm trading this garbage, but I'm investing in really high quality stuff. So if I, if I buy Ford at 20, and it drops to 16, I buy a little bit more. And if it drops to 10, I'm going to buy a little bit more because I'm not so concerned about the next six months. I'm thinking about the next 10 years. Um, so what I've learned is the markets are way faster moving now. We react to crises and bad news a lot faster than we used to. Um, so I think that recessions and slumps and sell-offs aren't going to drag on for years and years and years. Um, anymore. I think it's going to be a lot faster. Big down sell-offs, like what we saw in March with COVID, where it was a steep sell-off and then it came right back up. Um, and then it just sort of traded sideways a little. Maybe it's down gradually, but the big, steep monster sell-offs that just go on for eight months or two years, I don't know that we're going to be seeing those. Um, so I am really cautiously adding to stuff a little bit at a time. I'm not going crazy. The way I see it is like I want some skin in the game because if the things rebound and go back up, I'm going to be kicking myself that I didn't buy some, but I don't want to buy everything because it might go lower. Um, I just think like, which would I be more upset about? Like, would I be more upset if I sat out and waited and didn't get in or if it rebounded and I only got a little? Like, I want to have a little, like, I'd rather have a little, you know what I mean? I'd rather have 50 shares instead of 300, but at least I got in and then it rebounded. And if it doesn't rebound, buy a little bit more. Until that eventually rebounds, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) It always has. Like you look back and it, like he said, sometimes it lasts longer before the rebounds. But for the most part, if you're buying good quality stuff, it usually rebounds. And don't, don't worry. Like people are so worried. Like, oh, it's 20. Oh, oh, I should have waited because now it's 18. Like, dude, like 15 years from now, all you're going to be thinking about is how you bought it. 
10 years ago and you bought it at, I don't know, like around 20 bucks. And people are going to be like, damn, like Chipotle was $38 in 2008. It's 1300 bucks now. You know, like you're, you're not going to remember exact. Oh, I should have waited three more days to buy Chipotle at 36. I wish I had waited a little bit longer. You're just going to be glad you have it. Yeah. And back like, back to what I said in last time you were on, like to people mm-hmm. that are young, like John, man, you have, you have time on your side, man. It's like, you have so much time to build a good position for as long, when you're old. As long as you're in like super high quality stuff, mm-hmm. like you can have time on your side and invest in garbage and it's going to be garbage. Forever. Yeah. Don't invest you know? into a, into a 3d printing software company. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. And then, and then people make that mistake. Uh, though they want to get rich kind of like on Wolf of Wall Street. They're thinking, uh, they're either going to get scammed like that or they're going to be able to make a, a boatload of money right away. Yeah. And and that's something that they shouldn't go into it thinking like they're going to become rich super quick because that's yeah, not what You're not going to be sniffing Coke from Margaret. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, like, you also have to go in like with the reverse mindset. Like a lot of people are like, I'm going to load up on, on the super risky stuff. And then I'm going to put a little bit in the boring stuff. It should be the other way around. The, other way around, like, around the majority yeah. of your money should be in like index funds, uh, and like a couple of like really solid companies and then a little bit can go into your stupid stuff. Like, you know, uh, some cannabis company that you really like or some uh, cryptocurrency that you think could do something. But, you know, if it doesn't do something, you know, like a lot of people are like really rolling dice heavy on like really super risky stuff. And then they're neglecting like the safe kind of boring stuff. And that's going to come back to maybe hurt. I mean, look, maybe they get, maybe they get lucky. Maybe they pick the cryptocurrency that is the next Bitcoin and they make 200 million bucks. And then they started but, YouTube and, yeah. and they're like, and oh, they how great of a master and they are. They, yeah. And then they can yeah. never get those same results. Their, their life goes downhill from there. You know, they the end up, life yeah. 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 Or they have to, they have to come out with a course about how they're such a great trader and cause they want that money yeah. and they want that steady stream of income. So they sell a course. Maybe you should you should start some courses, Kenneth, and say yeah, you know screw it. <laughs> all, all, screw all, being an honest person. I'm all gonna, you have to put is a goal in. All you have courses. to do is put a, a, a disclaimer and be like, you know, uh, trade at your own risk at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that way, if it like, and then just it, do the not financial advice. Yeah, saying, not financial. I'm just saying you have to say that though. That it's yeah. not. Yeah, you're, you're, no, it's you're not a financial advisor, right? Yeah, uh, it's not. Uh, nothing we say here. This is all entertainment. No financial advice whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. and it's funny that you bring that up too because I want people to listen to that because I was talking to somebody about – I'm pretty sure they get bored of me now. I'm like, oh, you should get it. like into I, crypto I and stuff like that. Because uh, I see you every day. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, I have to work with them pe- pe- every day. People think Just that you have to buy an entire coin, but that's not actual the actual case because I was like, oh, why don't you get involved in some, even Bitcoin? Oh, right. I don't. I don't have forty thousand. Even stocks now, you don't have to buy full shares. Yeah, and I'm like, which is just cool. buy partial. And, and he literally told me, "You can buy part of it." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> this whole time he was thinking. Go ahead. No, th- this whole time he was thinking that you had to buy. It's the, all or nothing. He's like, like, I can only afford the. You dojos. have to buy the entire thing, or you you're not. You don't get involved. Yeah. And I'm like, that's nah, not that's, the case. That's how it was for me when I found out about when I found out about Bitcoin. It was five thousand dollars. And I was like, I'm not buying, I'm not spending $5,000 on something. I don't even know what it is. Like, this was a long time ago. And I was like, 5,000 bucks. I'm like, that's a real gamble to me. Cause what is this? Um, man, I wish I knew you could buy a hundred dollars worth or, or a, like buy a fifth of like buy a thousand dollars worth. Like I, you know, 
everyone has that amount of money that they're cool to like throw at something that they think is a gamble. You know, like when Shiba Inu was going crazy, people were like, ah, I'll put in 200 bucks. I'll put in a hundred bucks. I don't care if I lose a hundred dollars on this thing. Um, everyone has that number. And I wish like, I wish I had known back then you can only buy, you can buy a little of Bitcoin if you want. You don't have to buy a whole coin. Cause I, I definitely would have. Um, yeah, yeah, I almost, I almost bought Litecoin. So they, they used to sell, I don't know if you remember, they used to sell some of these cryptos on eBay. And I don't know how, like you, they'd send you an address that you'd have to, right. it was a mess. I, like, I didn't understand that. That's why I never bought any. Like, I didn't know what, what I had to do. But Litecoin was like a dollar something. Bitcoin was 500 and something at that time. And we never got any because I had no clue how it worked. I had no clue how to get my coin. And I don't know if they were going to send me a physical coin with uh, <laughs> like an address. I don't like, I didn't understand any of it. And so I missed out. And that's the thing. Yeah. Now people don't have to miss out because there's so much information that simple that simplifies it. And it's easier you. to to get now mm-hmm. as well. Like, so I mean, they have like they have Bitcoin ATMs in like liquor stores in DC where you can just go buy and print you out like a ticket to like with all your information, or you can like take a QR code and take a picture of it on the on the thing. Yeah, they have some. They have one here at the mall too. Do they really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. A Bitcoin one? Yeah, but it's stupid and expensive. If you go buy it there, probably if you go buy it yeah. there right now, it's what like thirty nine k. If you go buy it there, they're priced all to like at forty one five. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah. And do they charge you a fee to? Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you have to pay a gas fee. Or... With Bitcoin, it's not that expensive, but if Ethereum, if you buy like ten dollars worth of Ethereum, you have to pay like six hundred bucks probably. Damn. Well, I'm yeah. just—it's a joke because Ethereum's really well. Yeah, it, gas fees are expensive. Yeah, especially like if you want to buy NFTs too from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, we've been going for a while. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on. Just I had because- a question. No, go ahead. Before we go, this is nothing to do with investing. What? So it's on you know on TikTok. So are you Team Doors or Team Wheels? Oh man, because <laughs> uh, everybody's talking it, about that right now. So you have to get yeah, into it. I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be wheels. It has to be wheels, right? Wheels. Yeah, it has to be wheels. What are you? I, mean, I don't know. Counting, what you're talking like, about. Toys, you know, like oh, stuff like. I know what you're talking about now. He's, he's, oh, sorry. Sorry, Ken. Kind of toys and stuff like Hot Wheels. Yeah. You count those. Like, there's, there's so many more wheels. Yeah. Way more, more, way more wheels. Are you Team Door I mean, I, or Team Wheels? So are there more doors in the world yeah. or more wheels in the world? I don't yeah. know because uh, some people make some the good arguments, you know, when they're – you think of skyscrapers. You think of like all these massive buildings that all the doors that go – that are inside I don't know, of it. I go wheels because semis, semis have semis. like fucking no, seventy. Those, 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 uh, you, you know how they the those big AC one thirty or whatever planes they have like a bunch of wheels on the ground or and Amazon their Amazon warehouses have the wheels where the packages have to roll on. Like right, yeah. there's so many more wheels. Yeah, but what's considered like are you gonna do you count the the wheels on toy cars? Yeah, then you have wheels. To, then you have to count, well, you the, count the doors on the toy cars uh, on the toy cars and too always, as well. Four wheels, two doors, doors, or it has but four the doors. Doors on the toy cars don't always open. Exactly, and the, so to be a door it has to open. To be a door it has to open. So what if it's a wheel and it doesn't spin? Then it's not a wheel. Not a wheel. It's just a it circle. Yeah. It's just a circle. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I'm wheels. I'm all wheels. Yeah, I'm wheels all the and way. Wheels like in, in like in drawers too. When you open up your drawers, they're on those tracks that yep. have the wheels. So even though you have like one drawer, like it, that's a door, it opens, but there's like four wheels. Exactly. That's there's more wheels. And, and people are getting a little carried away. They're saying like the like certain cells, like the certain part of the cell is considered no. A door is anything with a hinge that flips open. That's a door. Advent calendars right. aren't doors. 
So some people are saying advent calendars. They're not doors. You know? Jesus, dude. This is yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Look at you getting on these TikTok No, companies, companies, are, companies are all over this. They're fighting between each other. It, it, it's, it's great. It's funny that you bring that up because at first I saw when you're scrolling through TikTok, right? Like something like that comes up and you're like, oh, that's dumb. And you know, like, yeah. and then all of a sudden it pops up again. Somebody else is yeah. talking about it. And then I, I actually started thinking about it. I'm like, what about skyscraper? Like you start actually thinking about something that's so like, yeah. like you wouldn't really think about, oh, is there more wheels in the world or is there more doors it's in the It's the dumbest world? thing, but it gets you like <laughs> thinking and I, I like stuff like that. That yeah. makes you think. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, you're right because like, my apartment, my kitchen has like 15 cabinet doors in my kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, and if, you, if you've got a skyscraper with like, you know, 70 story building that has like 400 apartments and all those apartments have 15 things just on their kitchen and in their bathroom and their closet door and their front door and their back door. There's a lot of doors too. Yeah. It's, there's definitely a lot of doors. There's more vehicles. But there's wheels. Yeah. There's more vehicles than, than skyscrapers. Though. Yeah. But if you, if you start about, thinking about third world countries where they don't yeah, have freaking cars, but they yeah, have, but, they have a house. But yeah, they don't but have skyscrapers. Yeah. No, but they, they have their little <laughs> makeshift home. But that little cart that their horses pull has wheels. The, and the horses right? don't have doors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the horses don't have wheels either. <laughs> they use bicycles a lot. They have to get around. They use motorcycles They have wheels. Motorcycles don't have doors. Yeah. They have two wheels. Yeah, and like for example, like a bus, a yeah. semi. There's only two doors, and there's like a you know ton those of laundry them. carts that most like people work in, in, the, in all the, the Walmart's in the people's world. laundry. Yeah, but the, they all, have, all, they have the, wheels. all they have the laundry marts or the laundry. Yeah, but mats, all the, the, door, all the carts are all doors. The Walmart's? Go to Walmart. Yeah, every single car has wheels. Four of them. Four of them, and it only has two doors. Well, <laughs> two main <laughs> doors, <laughs> and then it's got like a little bit more. What about the ones for sale? It's wheels. <laughs> Man, who started this? Who started the doors and wheels? I don't know. Like, Whoever. No yeah. Idea what he started. Yeah. Like, imagine. That guy was, like, imagine like, it starts fights and stuff. Imagine yeah. us together. That's like that's the that's the catalyst that starts World War Three. <laughs> doors versus wheels. <laughs> oh, that'd be bullshit. You have an argument, freaking uh, Putin and uh, Biden start arguing about doors and wheels. Doors and wheels. It's like, Maybe that's what yeah. solves the conflict. Oh, that's because Ukraine yeah. and Russia agree that it's wheels. <laughs> oh, we're done. <laughs> hey, it's like thank you. Like yeah. we agree on something. Yeah. But like yeah. I said, uh, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, always enjoy, enjoyed, you know, yeah. sitting down and talking with you. Yeah. Uh, let the people know where they can follow you on Instagram and uh, oh, uh, well, one more question based off of that: Instagram and uh, uh, TikTok. Yeah, trade invest simplify on um, it's on Instagram and on TikTok, and my my YouTube channel is just my name, Kenneth Tuna. Uh, you can look me up on there. And watch and, out for scammers. Yeah, that's that's what I was about yeah. to say. It's funny because <laughs> also not, I'll, I'll start getting tagged on the because I know you did a, a post about it, and somebody is just taking your like everything you write and then reposting it, and I'm like, did he make a new profile? And then I go in there, and it, you can tell it's a really new profile, and then I send it to him. I'm like, hey, someone. Yeah. Uh, if Kenneth you asks again. you how your trading's going, it's not Kenneth. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about your trading. <laughs> no, no, he does. But that's why he makes videos. But you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I had this um, I had this woman write me on Instagram because you can't like unless we follow each other on TikTok you can't DM me. Yeah. So she found me on Instagram and and wrote me a message and she was like, "Hey, I'm I'm really sorry I can't do your $500 challenge." And I was like, oh. <laughs> "You what? Like, what?" And she was like, "Your $500 challenge." And I was like, uh, I I started thinking. I was like, "Did I make a video about a challenge?" Like I was like, "What are you talking about?" And she sent me a screenshot of like me writing her saying like, "Thank you for the follow." If you give me five hundred dollars, I'll guarantee you that I can turn it into ten thousand dollars within a month. Oh, and I'll, you know, you should have been like, "Can you do two fifty? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" And then I was like, "I'm so I'm so glad that she didn't." I mean, you yeah. know, 
she was like all about to too. She was like, I really wanted to, but I can't afford it this month. And I was like, this thing you DM. So next month. <laughs> Dude, I had a question that I want to bring up before we go. I know like these no, are last minute, but no, I know you have ahead. a shoot. They yeah. have to no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. But um, do you use uh, algorithm like algorithm programs to trade? Like, uh, have you ever tried them? I haven't. No. Because there's one uh, that I use on TradingView. It's called Lux Algo. Okay. And it's oh, I've heard, I've heard of that. It's yeah. actually pretty good. The only thing is you have to actually do what it tells you cuz sometimes it'll say sell and you don't and then it okay. tanks because yeah. like you still have to follow your plan. But I, I was just wondering if you ever do like if you have ever tried like Market Cipher or Lux Algo or any of those. Uh, I haven't, but I've been I've been seeing that Lux Algo one a lot. So It's it's, it's actually pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna get anything from it. So them, you're but. saying my 500, I sent <laughs> send you, it to is you. Not, is not no, it's not turning into 10,000 anytime soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> nah, nah, it's all gone, man. man that, that's, so just so the people listening, he only has one account. Uh, he's not gonna message you. No, he's some sort of challenge, you. and it sucks because no matter what you do or say or post, people are still gonna do it because they even if they just made the 500, dollars it was worth it to them. Yeah. They're going to get one person. Yeah. They're going to get one person and it sucks cuz then at the end of the day it's it's not your fault but like people assume it's your fault. You know, and yeah. and it sucks. I, it would suck to me, you know, like people like, "Hey, I got scammed because I thought you were going to do the challenge." There was a, there was a guy on on TikTok who um someone sent the, their Bitcoin to that WhatsApp number where they're like, "Text me on WhatsApp for an investment opportunity." And the guy wrote him and he was like, "I'll manage your Bitcoin for you. Send it to me." And the guy sent it. And then he was like, ah, that feels weird to me. So he wrote back and was like, can I have it back? And the, the number was shut down. So he went back on TikTok and found like the, the real account and was like, hey, can you give me my Bitcoin back? And the guy was like, you got scammed, dude. That wasn't me. And he was like, no, it was you. It had your bio. It had your picture. And he was like, it was a fake account. And the guy was like, oh, like it rocked and yeah. it sucked. And it sucked for both people because the guy felt terrible. But like he didn't do anything, but he just like, you know, he felt terrible for the guy. And the other guy was furious. You know, and, and it sucks because like you, you make these videos, you build a, you know, an, an audience and stuff like that. And it sucks because people see that and they'll take advantage of it. And sure. and, and of course, you're not going to see the fake accounts until maybe it's too late. Yeah. Or if you catch it, you, you've always posted it too about it. And like, hey, this is not me. But there's always, like I said, there's that one person could be John no. uh, <laughs> that, that falls for, you know, no. the scam. And so watch out for those, but definitely give them a follow. I'm going to link everything down below. Yeah. Hopefully you can come back. Cause there's a lot of charting questions I have. <laughs> no, yeah. but in the future. Yeah. 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 So, uh, oh, of course, the, like, the last time we, I have a question for you because the last time we talked, you said that you have a huge Nike collection, but you don't have any Nike stock. So I got to know, did you buy any Nike stock? I haven't. I thought <laughs> you did. Uh, well, I, I, I did. Uh, oh, I, I had took a, profits. I took profits <laughs> off of that. But Take the profits and buy some shoes. <laughs> my majority, because uh, everything, I haven't really bought too much stocks lately. It's all yeah. been crypto. You know, right. I've been like heavily involved into crypto. And uh, that's why I should go buy some Nike stocks. But it, it just like you see, the, like I, I see everything going like towards crypto. So that's where like my investing has been going. So yeah, I, I haven't bought any more Nike stock. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He did buy yeah. some like right after. But then he sold it. Did you make some money, I, I, guys? I still use the. Uh, oh, there you go. Nice that you guys sent me. There you too. go. That thing's Love a beast. It. 
Yeah, I didn't know what yeah, the knife laws were in, in D.C., but I'm like, eh. he'll figure it out. Either that or Kenneth will be in jail for a bit. Imagine. Which, uh, hey, thanks for that knife. Uh, yeah. I kind of got a felony for it. But. Yeah, but thank you. <laughs> hey, yeah. No, I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. It's good quality stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, high quality. You made in the yeah. USA, too. So That one's not, but. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. That, that one's, one's made in Italy. In Italy. The folders are made in Italy. The knives are made here in the U.S. Yes. The fixed ones. Again, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Enjoy these conversations. Yeah, very enjoyable. We're, we're going to have you on again, definitely for sure, here in the future. Uh, so check as them out. As long as you're willing to come Yeah, on. give them a follow. <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> and hopefully one of these days, we actually get to do an in-person one. That would be yeah, hopefully super cool. Someday. I kind of want to go to Washington, D.C. one day. Like on vacation, you're you're outside his I'll, house. I'll call him. He'll be like, "Oh shit, this guy." There's no, <laughs> there's no way I'm answering. When you this. give him that open invite, hey, whenever you come, just yeah. hit me up, and then you actually show up. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit, he actually oh, came." <laughs> uh, again, uh, I think that would be dope. Yeah, uh, awesome. a DC trip. Again, thank you. Uh, I'm those guys listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Yep. See you guys yeah. Peace. later. Thank you. Man, 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 man